how are we doing on this beautiful Monday afternoon, guys? I'd be doing a lot better if on the 59th episode of this thing you could say the intro line correctly. What'd I say? Wait, what'd you say? He said- I missed it. It's, theology, it's where we col- have conversations about theology, culture, and all what'd things I say? shades. Culture? Said, culture, theology, Can't and all things shades. That. Yeah. Are we really redoing it, or are we keeping that where I made fun of you? No, let me redo it. Okay. <laughs> I totally was in another zone because I didn't even hear it. I gave you the look. I was hoping to make you laugh. I was like, really? <laughs> theology first. Okay. I'm just trying to be consistent. Theology. If, if you do. of Shades Midweek, where we have conversations about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I'm Brad Brown, joined in Forestream Studio by my two co-hosts, my dear friends, my brothers, John Mark DeRoe and Jonathan Hayes. How are you guys doing on this wonderful Monday afternoon? Doing great. Um, you nailed that. That Thank was you. Your, that was your second pass at that, so good job, Yes, Brad. Just to be clear, that was the second pass. We're not referencing it because I've been doing this all day. All right? It just took two takes. Just graciously deleted the first. I'm sorry. I'm a human. <laughs> you know what today is? It's I don't. Well. It's International Pastors Are Tired Day. <laughs> this That's is true. true. Um, and we're definitely going to get to that later. But I was going to say tonight is the NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship. Oh, yeah. That's yes, right. Who's is. playing, John Mark? Uh, Baylor. Versus Gonzaga. The fun part is that when Gonzaga. everybody listens to this, this will already be over. They will already know who won by the time this episode yeah. is published. That's right. Who Who's y'all's pick? Well, that's why I brought this up, Brad, because I kind of have something interesting to talk about here. Do tell. Uh, uh, did you guys fill out brackets this year? Did you guys participate? I failed to fill out a bracket. So, I, I didn't. Okay, well... <laughs> I've realized... We just ruined this for Well, Jam. no, but here's the thing. Before Jam gets into well, this... Well, that was sort of a dumb question because I invited both of you guys true. to join... You're a, the leader. Uh, yes, here's and you thing. didn't. I need you thing. to know I had such good intentions. I had such good intentions. Here's the thing. I also did it late, too, so it's kind of on me. Here's the thing, and this isn't a criticism, okay? Everyone's going to hear it as a criticism. I hate fantasy football... Doing uh, the brackets, I hate doing all of that, and I like sports. No, see, and I like watching sports, but I, filling it out every time when I would do it, I would just look up an expert and then just paste theirs onto my bracket, and that's what I like. I didn't get into like trying to figure it out. It's just not my thing. And so once again, see, I feel like people, John Mark, the way he's looking at I'm me, I'm not judging you at all. Is like <laughs> it feels like a criticism. It's not a criticism. It's just me learning more about myself. Well, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle because like I, I too have never enjoyed fantasy sports, like true fantasy sports where you just have to get deep into it and you do the drafts and all that kind of stuff. I've never gotten into that. However, the, the fantasy sports for dummies, the really like simplified thing, like the filling out of the bracket or Jim, you've invited me before to do like the college pick them. Yeah. Thing. I think you won yep. that year. So I enjoy, do- <laughs> I enjoy and doing everybody it. Everybody was angry because they're like, Jonathan doesn't watch any of the games, but he won college pick them. I, I enjoy doing it for the exact reason that Brad hates it because I don't know what to pick. And I enjoy upsetting other people who are right. so passionate about it. Yeah. 
That's sick, Jonathan. <laughs> the thing I, is, I'm just letting you know more about my heart, Brad. Right. That's good. That's good. We're getting real. Well, I my neighbor started a league. Well, not a league, but whatever you call these things, the, like a bracket, which I fully, a bracket su- group, I fully support it. Like a bracket group, it's like a bracket community, Brad. A yes. bracket challenge. So my neighbor started one. But there's incentive to winning, and the incentive is a $100 gift card to Home Depot. Incentive. Wow. And it so, like did you have word. to put in money? No. Okay. That's no, nice. no. That's because nice. they're doing. They're uh, uh, his wife is a realtor, so they're kind of doing uh, it. And so they invited like a bunch of people that they know. So I joined it, and I've been like really low this whole time. Well, after a few things happened. Turns out I'm the only person that chose Baylor to win, and everybody else, well, all the other people that are in front of me have all chose Gonzaga, and I have a chance to win the $100 gift card tonight. If, ba- if Baylor wins, I'll win. Wow. Yeah. I've put the, myself in that position. It's the $100 position. gift card to what? Home Depot. Okay, if you, oh, nice. what are you going to do with that? Well, just talk to my wife. <laughs> She'll tell you what we're, what we're going to do with it. <laughs> all right. All right, we could dive into that, but we're not going to. We're going to keep moving here on the podcast. So, so go Baylor Bears. Yeah, yeah, man. I I'm I'm rooting for the Bears just because. You guys know this. My dad's a Baylor grad. That's right. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah he's a Baylor grad, so he's always rooting for the Bears. And so, yep. well, the thing family is, family obligation. Here's the thing, yeah. real quick. Gonzaga is like undefeated. They haven't lost this year, and so there's a good chance. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Like at all? They haven't lost at all. I'm pretty that's, sure. I think that's what undefeated means. Shut up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And apparently the the uh, the game they had on Saturday night, which I didn't watch because I tr- was trying to go to sleep early, apparently that game was one of the best college basketball games no, ever. I, I watched the I highlights. Know. I know. I to, missed it. To that game. And, yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. And I, I don't keep up with college basketball anymore. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I don't I just watch highlights and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was nuts. But undefeated – now – People will make fun of me sure. because I'm not a sports aficionado when it comes to this kind of thing. But, I mean, mm-hmm. h- how many games in their season? Because they played a full season, didn't they, this yeah, time? They played a full season. I mean, has that been done before? I mean, this is it's basketball. Been, it's it's not done a couple of times. Um, mm, yeah. But that's still pretty wild. Because I want to say Kentucky did it one year, too. Or at least they were undefeated all the way up to maybe that final game and, and I mean, they lost. Guys, remember, undefeated is, always blows my mind because the sport that I do follow is baseball. And if you if you have a record, or if you have a winning record, you're doing great. Yeah, that's very true. It's a lot of games. Yeah, it's a lot um, of Ws. Like un- undefeated is not a right. Thing you can't in my go. Sport. You can't go 163 and 0 in baseball. That would just be that would be insane. 162. Oh, 162. Um. My bad. Well, yeah, see, it shows you how much I know. I'm trying to pull up their schedule right no, now. No, it's fine. It's fine. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah, well, they're undefeated. Well, that was kind of a sports break to start. Not, yeah, sports break. We didn't. We just didn't. We went right into it. There's we no. Right there's no break. It. Yeah. Well, sports start. <laughs> sports start. Well, we have a lot to get to. So, why don't we go on and venture into JM's album of the week? JM's album of the week. I'm very excited about this week because this week I'm handing off this segment for a week. To wow. one of my good friends here in the booth, Jonathan Hafes. Wow. I got to tell you, I'm so ridiculous excited and honored to be 
to be the first guest on JM's yeah. album of the week. You stayed up all night preparing. I'm just gloating over Brad over there. I'm just I'm just like, ha, it's I me. I know, here I am sitting in shame. I'm just trying to further my my gloating that I talked about earlier with beating people who know things well, about sports. You know, I was thinking about it. At one time, you had an Instagram account where you reviewed vinyl records. Th- this and is they true. were really good reviews. I remember them. This wow. is true. People may not. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, it was just called record reviews. It was one of those things yeah. where it was so like you may be more qualified than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it was one. Of, it was one of those things where From a like, resume standpoint, right? It, it it seriously it got to the point. I had this account on Instagram called Record Reviews, and it had just gotten to the point where I was like having to make the decision of do I really want to commit and do this or I, do I need to back down? Because I got to the point where didn't where, you have a lot of followers? I, I had I had a fair amount of. It was about. 3,500 at that point. Yeah. Um, and I uh, and I actually had a couple of bands reach out to me to send me <laughs> records. No one big that you right. would recognize, right. but like little indie bands were like, hey, if we send you our record, will you review it? And and so I was at this point where I was like, can I commit to this? And I just decided I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> All in or nothing. That's the Haves mentality. So anyway, but... Yes, um, so in light of the fact that uh, this was Easter week, I wanted to recommend an album by one of my favorite uh, singer-songwriters, and that is Andrew Peterson. And mm, oh, his, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's got uh, an album called Resurrection Letters, Volume 1. Uh, it came out in 2018, and you may not be familiar with Andrew Peterson, but I guarantee you know at least a couple of his songs because he's one of those songwriters that's just so good. His, his songs will get picked up by more popular uh, Christian artists or worship artists and get re-recorded and replayed and people will encounter them that way. But uh, we opened our service yesterday uh, actually with the first track off this album, which is called his heartbeats. Um, yeah, there it is. So yeah, so we opened with this. It sounded just like that. This is actually us. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a beautiful song, but one of the things I love about Peterson is he's he's an incredible lyricist, and not just from a, a poetic standpoint, but from a theological standpoint. Like it's just rock solid, and his uh, and his lyrics just have such depth and weight to them. So the song that yeah. most people would recognize off of this album uh, is track number eight, which is called Is He Worthy? Oh, man. Gold. So good. Yeah. Gold. And we've, we've, we've done that a lot here. Yeah, we've done that. And and that got picked up and recorded. But did Tomlin, Tomlin do it? Tomlin yeah, did a version of it. And so... I feel like it's pretty widely played yeah. across. It is. Yeah. So Andrew Peterson wrote that song. Um... And then more people know who he is because of his album "Behold the Lamb," which is like almost like a. It, it, That's what it the is. first it's, that I'd ever heard of him. It's a Christmas concept album, basically, um, and he does a big concert. Uh, that's the Behold the Lamb tour, like every Christmas season, and so people have come to know who he is through that. Um, but yeah, and he's he's just such a great artist. He's written some children's books that uh, Levi, my son has read and absolutely loves in the same vein as kind of like uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Like it's, it's, it's fantasy world kind of stuff. Um, he runs an online 
community called uh, the Rabbit Room. The Rabbit Room, yeah, uh, they, yeah. where they Which put we out, talked about their Lent playlist. Yeah, they at put the beginning out of Lent playlist. They put out uh, uh, books. They have a, a store where you can buy books and stuff. We we've talked about the book, uh, the the book of liturgies called Every Moment Holy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can yeah. buy that through their website. So he just does a lot of really cool work. Like he write he writes fiction. Which yeah. I've never read any of his books, but the I think they're called the the Wing Feather, the wing feather saga. saga. Yeah, those are the yeah. ones Levi mm. read. Yeah. yeah, he's a brilliant oh. he's a brilliant dude. Wow. Yeah, and just a really cool guy, and just like I said, just a, a solid believer in Jesus. And yeah. So anyway, so yeah, check out that whole album. I mean, I I love the the whole thing. I really really do. So that's it. That is my guest appearance on Jayhem's album of the week. That was awesome. That was really great. Wow. Well, pretty strong. Th- that was the album of the week, Brad. Do you have anything for us this week? I do. In Bradford's book club, I have a book for us. All right. I feel like I need an ascot on right now. Like yes. A, like a, or, or I need like a pocket protector with pins. Something to make me feel nerdier. Exactly, exactly. This week, the book I'm recommending is titled Gentle and Lowly. The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by Dane Ortland. Have, have, have either of you read this book? I have. I have not, but I, it's on my list. Well, shame on you, Jam. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. That's actually the book I was reading when I picked my text for yesterday's sermon for Easter. Chapter 4 uh, is, uh, is rooted my, my, my. in Hebrews 4, verse 15. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. The, the Thomas Goodwin quote that I used yesterday came out of chapter four of that book i mean we couldn't have planned this any better this whole episode so far (laughs) i know this is amazing yes i have loved this book um dane ortland is one of these guys that when you listen to him some theologians when you listen to it feels like you're how do i say it you're swallowing sawdust in a way (laughs) right um it's very difficult to listen to, and you want to bang your head up against a wall. Right. Dane is not like that. Um, Dane, Dane Ortland. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Uh, Michael Reeves is another yeah. theologian that comes to mind. When they talk about theology, even if they're talking about um, very dense subjects, they do so in a way in which you feel like Jesus is giving you a hug. <laughs> it is so warm and delightful and enjoyable. And so this book, Gentle and Lowly, to use technical theological language, it's home cooking. (laughs) Um, It is is good. Let me just read you a little section. Please do. Yeah. So uh, this is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Do you see what he did there with the title? Mm-hmm. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is Dane here. He says, In the one place in the Bible where the Son of God pulls back the veil and lets us peer way down into the core of who he is, we are not told that he is austere and demanding in heart. We are not told that he is exalted and dignified in heart. We are not even told that he is joyful and generous in heart. Letting Jesus set the terms, his surprising claim is that he's gentle and lowly in heart. The heart drives all that we do. It's who we are. And when Jesus tells us what animates him most deeply, 
what is most true of him when he exposes the innermost recesses of his being. What we find there is gentle and lowly. Who could ever have thought up such a savior? I want to keep going, but I won't. <laughs> we're probably, so, we're I probably, like, I feel like this is an audio book. We're probably breaking some uh, copyright laws here. So <laughs> I don't know well, what the well, laws we're, are. We're promoting it, though. I That's mean, right. I don't think Dane's going to get upset with us. Yes, when he listens, Dane, you know, when you. Well, he's already listen. listening. Yeah, Dane, I mean, he listens Dane, to this podcast. Dane, when you listen, Big fan. be gentle with us, be lowly. <laughs> Big fan. Yes, but it is, it's a beautiful book about who Jesus is and the heart that he has for sufferers and sinners. Yeah. That he's drawn to sufferers and sinners and that he delights in pouring out his grace, his mercy, and that's not something that's um, kind of, uh, uh, that turns him away. It's something that he delights in. And, and it's just who he is. Yeah. It's like we were talking about yesterday yeah. where he's drawn to us in our weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you want a little bit more of a flavor of the book before you purchase it, uh, Crossway has a podcast and you can find one of their episodes is a Q&A with Dane uh, about this book. So you can go listen That'd to him great. talk about it for 30 minutes and get a really good idea of kind of what the book is about. And and you'll hear, when you hear Dane talk, you'll hear exactly what Brad was was describing just this this warmth and this passion that he has um, for uh, for Christ and w- one of the things I love about this book um, there are many many things I highly recommend it uh, but uh, is it's really rooted for Dane in his or it's an overflow of his study of the Puritans of Scripture and of the Puritans right um, and the Puritans get a bad rap. On, on a popular level. Like people just think the Puritans are just these austere, withdrawn, you know, suck the fun out of everything kind of people. And and right. and the Puritans just love Jesus. And 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 that just it just erupts in this book. It's like the Thomas Goodwin quote that I did yesterday was yep. he talks about Hebrews four fifteen is as a text that's like a friend that takes our hands and lays them upon the chest of Christ so that we may feel the way his heart beats and his affection yearn for us. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's not the picture of the Puritans that Nathaniel Hawthorne gave me in the Scarlet Letter. Totally. Um, you know? 100%, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a great, great book. That's an excellent choice, Bradford. Thank you. Thanks for that, Brad. Second pick for Bradford's Book Club of the Week. Insert jingle. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen at some point. Definitely, definitely. Well, we've talked an awful lot about Easter, and so I know that all of uh, our listeners out there are just dying to know what the bulk of this episode is going to be about. They're, they're, they're burning with a passion for answers to that question. That's right. And I'll answer it by saying that my forehead is burning. It's been do burned. Mean, do you mean that metaphorically, well, Jonathan? I was going to say it's never too early to start talking about Advent, so I'm glad that we're... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. Now, we're going to talk about Easter. Easter was yesterday, uh, so we're recording this on Monday. That's why I made the joke earlier about this is International Pastors or Most Tired Day. Yep, it makes sense it's now. the Monday after Easter, and my forehead is burnt because we had an outdoor Easter service, and I neglected to wear sunscreen. <laughs> Rookie mistake. <sighs> so, anyway, but yeah, it was just... Um, it was such a different service for us. It's the first outdoor service we've ever done here at Shades. 
Um, and I mean, just after the past year and having to live stream and I mean, this was really the first service in a year that the overwhelming majority of our body got to be together. So, so there was lots of things about it that we were like, let's, let's just do an Easter breakdown episode. We normally, we normally get together the Monday after Easter and just kind of talk through the service anyway. So we're like, right. What if we just let everybody listen to what we were <laughs> talk about? It's a great idea. So yeah, it well, wasn't mine. It was JM's idea. That's right. It's James. all me. I got to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> I'm no, I'm just messing. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could start uh, just by when we began to have these conversations because as we kind of introduced the idea of the potential of doing Easter outside, like each of us had our own reasons for thinking, oh, that might be cool and our own reasons for being like, I don't know if we can pull that <laughs> off. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just from like a... a pragmatic technical standpoint you know we don't have a portable sound system at shades right so even as we began to have the conversation it's like okay what are we going to do for sound uh we obviously can't have screens outside what are we going to do for lyrics what are where are people going to part like it just turned into a logistical conversation where we're like how in the world do we figure this out yeah well that's the thing with with some of these services where you're taking something from indoors to outdoors, there's just a number of details that have to be figured out. It's not just as easy as saying, Oh, what? Like just throw up a sound system and just, you know, put the, put the band out there and let's just do it. It's going to be great. And, and yes, in theory, that is like what we do, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you go in our sanctuary, like our sound system is fixed to the ceiling. Um, you can't, just move that outside. So there, there are a lot of things that you have to discuss and talk about in order to pull it off. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the first thing that I was definitely thinking about was like, okay, how are we going to do this? So we ended up uh, being able to rent some gear so that we could provide enough sound because the parking lot is huge. And, mm. you know, we wanted to make sure that everybody could hear Jonathan when he preaches and, uh, the band when they play. So we had to get an adequate sound system and huge shout out to Matt Watson. I know he probably listens to the podcast. All oh, the he time. definitely does. <laughs> Dedicated. Fan. Huge, but huge shout out to Matt Watson for just helping us put all that together and kind of, uh, getting all that set up yesterday. And we can go into more of the details of that later, yeah. but another concern is, uh, weather. <laughs> yeah, weather's a big one it's when you're a, doing outdoors. Yeah, it's a thing to consider. Uh, especially if you don't know what the weather is going to be like, which at the time that uh, we started planning this, we did not. We right. had no idea. Yeah. Well, we're in Alabama where our weather is bipolar. <laughs> like it's you, true. In the same been, week, you can it has go been from, diagnosed. You can go from winter t- winter jackets to like summer apparel in no time flat. So yeah, for sure that was a that was a really big uh, concern. And for all of those reasons, like y- you can't start setting up early. You can't set up on Saturday and just leave this equipment yeah. you've rented yep. outside where it could be stolen or ruined by rain or even just dew. Um, I mean, right. we were actually, as we set up, yeah. uh, we were fighting dew and condensation yeah. on some of the instruments. Um, so, so yeah, there were all of those different uh, concerns. And, and we also knew that it was going to eliminate some of the stuff that we had been doing. For instance, we knew we would not be able to offer the live stream that we had been offering uh, our live stream on YouTube. We've got that set up with some uh, at least decent legitimate uh, live streaming equipment. Right. And there was just no way to 
transfer that setup outside. We don't we don't have the cabling. We don't have like all of that kind of thing. And so it was like, okay, well, if we do this, are we forcing everybody to show up? Can we figure out another way to live stream if people still want to watch via live stream? So, that, yeah, it well, was just all those things. I got to say, for a shade service, it was one of the most organized and well-run, <laughs> like just from a schematic like standpoint of like, okay, we're going to have cars pull in here, then we're going to have a tent set up with all the supplies everybody needs. I mean, that was you know, most shade services are just like, just come hang out, show up. Who knows, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I think that probably because we all felt like there were so many plates spinning, specifically that we were unfamiliar with. Yeah. That we were like, okay, we just have to plan for every eventuality. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, and one of the crazy things that we did, just to move to the actual day, one of the crazy things we did to make sure we had time to plan for every eventuality was we, uh, we started setting up a little early. <laughs> well, yeah, I talked with Matt Watson. I was like, okay, Matt, uh, we want to do an outdoor service. We want to do it for Easter. He's like, okay. And uh, if you know Matt, he's very straightforward. Like, he'll tell you exactly what he thinks. So, I'm listening. Yeah, he's like, okay, that's fine. Go on. Like, let's see what else you got. Tell me more. Okay, well, can we do this? He's like, yep, yep. And so we're like, well, I'm thinking. And I was like, this was me. I was like, my estimation is that in order for us to set up all this gear run all the cabling that we need to run we should probably start setting up at 4 a.m on sunday morning and matt just not shocked at all was like yep that sounds about right i'd say that's exactly that's exactly how much time we would need my calculations verify he was not surprised he was not disturbed by it he just said yep that's that's probably right yeah and so we did but it wasn't just us it wasn't just us at 4 a.m no no we recruited some some volunteers who i this is what blew me away None of the, I don't know what you guys' experience was, but none of the people I reached out to to volunteer, none of them said no. Right. Yeah. Like, so I was like, so hey, um, want to help us set up at four in the morning? <laughs> and they're all like, yeah. I mean, it yeah. blew my mind. Yes. So, I mean, I feel like we got to mention them by name. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. Joseph, Joseph Wonski. Yep. Was there. Uh, obviously, Matt Watson, obviously. obviously. Matt. Yep. Yep. We were all there. Yep, like to thank ourselves for being there for sure. <laughs> You're our, welcome. Our th- um, our three interns were there. Three interns. So were John, there. Kegley, John Kegley, Dallas Knight, Mason Hicks. Yep. yep. And then, uh, three college students, right? Connor, Connor Gata, Kenny. Does Kenny have a last name? <laughs> McCants. 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 Okay, McCants. he's always just been Kenny to me, and so I didn't know what his situation was there. But yeah, and I told Kenny this I, when Kenny showed up at four a.m. I was like, Kenny, I did not believe you were going to be here, man. <laughs> and he laughed it off. He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, but he was he there and he worked hard. Man, we couldn't have done it without him. Yeah, I'm so thankful for him. And then Noah Stalkup. Noah Stalkup. Man. Yeah. I feel like we're missing one. Was it? Are we missing one? Oh, I feel you, like there was could eleven. You imagine we're gonna be in so much trouble, but maybe we're not. I'll I'll start digging through my text messages here in just a second, just to see <laughs> somebody out there is like, I can't, I can't, I'm never doing this again. I'm never showing up again. It was a great group. I I was, you know, I was. It made me reflect a lot on some of my past church experiences. I've done portable church services before. You know, the church that I was on staff at before Shades, there was a time of about. 
when I was there for about three years where I was playing drums on Sunday mornings and I would have to be there like 5.30 in the morning and set up all the drums and we would just set up the sound equipment every morning. So it definitely brought me back to that feeling that you get, which is like, it's like, yes, you're very tired, but there's also like this this energy yep. and this camaraderie, camaraderie. and mm-hmm. this community that's happening. And everybody's like, yeah, we're doing this thing. Like we're setting, we're just setting up a service. Right. This it's is crazy. Like, I can't believe we're doing this right now. Like we're all tired. We're all like, but so there's definitely like something uh, fun about that for sure. And we, I had a blast. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it was dark outside. Yep. We had to get, we, Joseph pulled up his car and turned pulled, the lights so that we on. could see, like it we was had flashlights. At that point it was cold. It got colder. It got colder. <laughs> I, I did mention Kegley, didn't I? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I think I just miscounted on my fingers. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah. And then, uh, at 6 AM can't leave this out. Uh, Caitlin Denton yep. showed up. And That's right. Brought us all breakfast, which was amazing, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Which was when we learned mm-hmm. that Connor, yep, uh, longtime listener of Shades Midweek, yeah, twenty-two years old, has never in his life tasted McDonald's, <laughs> and he had a chicken biscuit. For I don't. McDonald's. I don't think he did. I don't think he did it. Oh, no, he didn't eat I, it. no, he didn't. No, he um, didn't. So his dad, oh, he got freaked out. Didn't his he? dad works for Chick Fil A. And oh. so, like, Chick-fil-A is all he's ever had. Right. And, yeah, never which, had McDonald's. Which is funny because That he's, is so ironic. He's from, well, it's funny because he's from Fayetteville, Georgia. I'm from Peachtree City. It's right next to one another. And the joke about that area is you either work from Delta or, excuse me, you either work for Delta or you work for Chick-fil-A. Right. And so the fact that he was from there and his dad works for Chick-fil-A is just amazing. There's another uh, Sanford student, uh, Parker Milliken. Yeah. Uh, who's also from Peachtree City. Guess where his dad works? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. It's not a joke, people. Delta or Chick-fil-A. Right. I just so who'd your I... dad work for? Bell South. <laughs> That's another big one, probably. Southern Bell, Bell South, and then at oh, It was ironic, though, that we had chicken biscuits, and he was like a big Chick-fil-A family. I think, yeah. I think he would have eaten one if Caitlin hadn't also brought fruit, because she brought like some little... Uh, yep. What were they called? The little oranges. Halos. Yeah, she brought oh, yeah. the like halos. clementines. Yeah, 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 and and some bananas and stuff. And so he had fruit. If that hadn't been here as an option, I think he would have caved. But <laughs> we got there at four a.m. and we could not have done everything if we didn't no. have all of those volunteers. No I mean, I seriously, everybody. Yeah, it had to take every single person, and it was. I mean, we were in the sanctuary. We were in the back. Like we were searching for extension cords. I mean, it was wild. Yes, for a while. So yeah. we're setting up. Communion tables. I'm yeah. stapling chicken wire to a cross. Right. Oh. I had to get the uh, baptismal outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Baptismal. Figure out how to, had to fill set it up. up. Tents, cones, I mean, chairs, communion. So many details. Yeah. Bradford made the song booklets. That's true. Yep. They, they were beautiful. He did a great job. Thank you. You pointed out a typo when you saw me, but now that we're publicly talking about it, thank you for the encouragement, Jonathan. Just working it out now. Just work out our issues right here. Right here. I, I may or may not have a little bit of a perfectionist streak. I don't know if anyone has ever noticed. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, one of us in this booth is the reason Brad had to redo the intro <laughs> <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but anyway, so yeah, so we so set yeah, up um, basically until 7.30-ish or so. We're yeah. still kind of figuring a few last things out. Which is when I told the rest of the band to get there. So the band showed up and, I mean, 
it was right on time, and we practiced and rehearsed right up until probably 10 a.m. And really, no major sound issues, which is incredible. Incredible. When you're dealing with that amount of gear, and yeah. you've never worked with a PA so this a PA gift. system before, which we had our soundboard and all that technical stuff, but but just the fact that there weren't any major issues was was such a blessing. Oh, one one of the fun things that uh, we didn't mention earlier. One of the reasons we had to be here as early as we did. Is because we knew the very first thing that we had to figure out was power, yeah. um, because of the wiring in our older building. Yeah, uh, we knew we were not going to be able to pull power from like the same uh, breaker, basically. Yeah. And we've done this before, but never in the front lot. Right, we, we haven't done it in the front lot, so we didn't know where we were going to pull power from. So we had to figure yeah. all of that that out. The only other issue I know of that we ran into, the only issue was. Uh, our wireless stuff. So we had uh, we have a wireless oh, microphone, sure. yeah. and then I usually use a wireless when I preach. And just being outside, just the signal, we were having some issues with it. So we just ended up going with wired everything, which isn't a huge issue. But again, it's one of those things where it's like we needed to be there as early as we yeah. were just you to don't make have sure we had it all in line. Yeah, yeah. if you don't have the time to go through all that, then you, you're just in trouble. You're kind of running against the clock. So, um, But, man, yeah. it was – and then people started to show up. And honestly, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I really didn't know – you know, how many people would come. We, we still offered, you know, somewhat of a live stream option through Instagram and Facebook. Um, one of the, one of the things that's great is anytime you're planning any sort of event or gathering or service, you never know how people are going to respond. Right. And so we obviously communicate about the outdoor service and some people would be like, you're doing an outdoor service. Like, yeah. And other people are like, you're doing an outdoor service. (laughs) And you're like, yeah. And so you just don't know, like, are people going to show up? Um, are we going to have more people than we would if we did it inside? Are people not going to come because it's not inside? You just you always have that kind of in the back of your mind. You never right. know what to expect. Well, and two two factors that were at play that had me pretty well convinced that it was going to be more people than we've been having on Sundays uh, is, one, the weather was perfect. Yeah, and like everybody, really everybody knew it was going to be like a clear day, no chance of rain. Yep, which is there amazing. was there was not a cloud in the sky. Yeah, I could have used a cloud or two. <laughs> yeah, that sun was was not quitting. No, Sunday. no, it was not. Um, I, I preached in sunglasses. I asked Holly, I was like, "What's less offensive, preaching right. in sunglasses or a hat?" Um, right. uh, ne- next time, I'm going to set up a tent. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, I'll wear sunscreen, uh, but but yeah, we um, so so the perfect weather was just, it was just gorgeous, and then the other factor was was COVID. I mean, right. the fact that we have not been able to gather as a, an entire community for over a year. I was I I hadn't gotten a chance to talk to everybody, but many of the people who have been. Um, having to live stream like i talked to several of them and i knew that several of them were were, were gonna come mm. but i still was not prepared for what happened right yeah so i mean the moment that sticks out in my mind is it's ten twenty-five, i guess and maybe ten thirty, and we gather together and we pray and then we turn around, and by that point, a lot of people have, had come and gotten settled in. And I just remember looking out and feeling totally overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. and I got really emotional. Yeah. 
just because, like John just said, it had been so long since our body had gathered in its totality. You right. know, not that everyone was there, but and to this size, to but, this but degree, close, I mean, yeah. close. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a gathering like that in over a year, and you know, so often Sunday morning can feel so routine, mm-hmm. right? But then when it's taken away to have it back, you see what a gift it is. Right. And it's not just a large number of people. You're looking in the crowd and you're seeing faces of people that you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And people that have wanted to come back, but for right. various reasons, uh, have not been able to come back. And they were finally here and you could see them talking to other people and just the delight in their eyes and then being able to see them. And knowing that we were about to enter into a time where we simply fix our affections and our minds on Jesus and behold him and and what he's done. And so, yeah, I I lost it. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. I I mean, I think there's the juxtaposition of it with last year's Easter specifically as well. Oh yeah. Because last year's Easter, I mean, we were, we were not deep into the live stream game. We had not bought any equipment yet at that point. We were still just live streaming with just iPhones to Instagram and to Facebook. And, and so on Easter last year, there was all of 10 of us, I think, in the room. Right, yeah. Uh, we yeah. played music to an iPhone, uh, right. preached to an iPhone. We were not able to do, to do the flowers on the cross. For anybody that doesn't know, one of the probably the biggest shades Easter tradition is people bring flowers with them. And I, I made the joke earlier about the attaching chicken wire to the cross. We have this cross that is always in the center of our worship space, and we wrap it in chicken wire um, and that makes it possible for people to adorn the cross with flowers. And so by the time that's done, like it looks like a cross made out of flowers. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just gorgeous, and it's this beautiful symbol of the transformation of something that has been a symbol of death, has become a symbol of life because of what Christ has done and accomplished it and defeated death. And, uh, and we weren't able to do that at all last year. So... To, to have that experience and then to now be setting it aside uh, 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 alongside of of yesterday the moment for me was I stepped up to start the service and just kind of give a couple of announcements and welcome people and as I stepped up one exactly what you just described Brad just seeing everybody and seeing the faces but at that exact moment there was also it must have been a crowd of like 20 25 people crossing the street like coming to the service and I realized they're having to park down the street across from the park. Like our, our parking lot is full. They probably filled up seeds parking lot and now they're parking and walking. And it was just this, like, I don't know. It just, it felt like that moment where everything's just like, like I can't, I can't, I can't contain this. Like I can't handle, like, I don't know what I'm feeling, but it's just bubbling over. Like John Mark's like stepping up and putting his hand on my back. Like, <laughs> like, like it's going to be okay, man. <laughs> hey, get it together, man. We got a service to do. That's not what I was doing. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. No, I was feeling it too. That was my way to, yeah. to get it out. It was like, yeah. I'm just going to yeah. hug Jonathan right now. Yeah. Cause, Cause we're all feeling this same way right now. It's pretty oh, unreal. Yeah. It, you know, it was, well, it, and there's also this, this sense that, Oh, um, this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. Right. Right. The pandemic's not over. Right. Right. Um, But there's hope. And 
<clears throat> and I kind of saw Sunday morning as a sign of what is to come, mm. right? And, yeah. And obviously, as we think about the resurrection, and we think about the fact that Christ has raised us to life, but yet um, we are not uh, with him perfectly. All things have not been redeemed. We are not in resurrected bodies on a new creation, right? I mean, it's the first fruits now. Mm -hmm. And as I was thinking about that Sunday, I was thinking, like, what a beautiful picture to kind of lay next to each other, the hope of... Um, coming back together as a body and hugging one another and uh, hearing one another sing and sitting with one another. Um, I was listening to a podcast. This is random. I was listening to a podcast <laughs> and the person said uh, they were talking and they, and then they went off and just kind of start, did this tangent and they go, I'm sorry, I digress. And the person said, don't apologize for uh, digressing. He said, life happens. In, in the midst of kind of digressing. And that just made me think about all mm. of the all of the interactions that I have with people at Shades that happen just in passing and that aren't planned and happen in random conversations right. Right. and how we've missed that over this past year yeah. and yeah. even getting to experience that on Sunday and how beautiful that was. The, yeah. Just these very simple moments yeah. um, in which you're... Uh, able to commune with one another and the Lord reveals himself to you and it, and it's not planned. It happens in the digressing, if you will. And so, yeah, it was, it was uh, such a beautiful Sunday for, for so many reasons. Yeah. I mean, Jeff stall cup, the stall cups having everybody turn around and uh, pray over West. Classic stall cups (laughs) making everybody feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh man. That was such a good moment. I loved it. It really was. It really was. was. And, and that was literally me. We, in our worship planning meeting that week, we said it would maybe cool to just have a portion of the service where the stall cups come up and pray. And I text them, and all I say is, can you guys pray at some point on Sunday during the worship? No specifics at all, and that's just the Lord at work. Um, that, just <laughs> making that charismatic that stream doing his thing. That's right. Yeah. Just, hey, just, just do it, man. It's going to be great, whatever it is. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, just to kind of walk through the service, yeah, I, I, it was overwhelming just getting to welcome everybody, and we started as we always do with the doxology, straight into that new song, His Heartbeats, just yep. beautiful declaration of the resurrection. Go check out that Andrew, P- Andrew Peterson album. Yeah. Um, and and then, yeah, straight into confession, assurance of pardon, which I was just, I mean, Easter always has this electric buzz about it anyway, so it just felt like that normal Easter buzz just ratcheted up, you know? Yeah. As I'm like sitting here getting to just speak the gospel over our congregation, and and then we had a baptism, yeah, um, yes, which was awesome. Kaylee mm-hmm. Court, uh, she contacted me. The I, I I actually it was probably the week before Easter. We talked about um, we'd announced a couple of times like if anybody's interested in being baptized on Easter, let us know. Which which we'll do baptisms at Shades on any Sunday of the year, but it kind of became a thing really in my first year at shades, I decided to teach a baptism class during the season of Lent. So we ended up doing several baptisms on Easter. So it just kind of became this annual thing where we'd teach a baptism class during Lent and subsequently we'd have some baptisms on Easter. And so it just, I don't know, kind of, kind of became a thing. Well, obviously we didn't have any last year because we had to just live stream the service with just 10 of us in the room. Um, so this was going to be our first Easter that I'm aware of where we were actually gathering where I was like, guys, I, I guess we're just not going to have a baptism this year, which is fine. I mean, we don't want to like t- 
twist anybody's arm or something like that. But it was probably a week before the service. Kaylee just emails me and she's like, hey, been praying about this and really want to be baptized on Easter. And so we got together for coffee and I just got to hear her story. And yeah, it was just awesome. She shared it uh, yesterday. I would, I, I think, I think there's a video of her baptism. We might get to post it uh, yeah. to Instagram uh, later. Um, but yeah, you should definitely listen to her, her testimony. If you get the chance to, it was, yeah, it was just awesome. And park baptized her. That yeah, was, was awesome. Great. It's one of the things I love about the way we do baptism at shades is we don't reserve well, either of the ordinance or ordinances or sacraments, whichever word you choose to use, um, baptism or communion. Neither of those things is a clergy only thing. Like only pastors can serve these things or administer these things. Uh, we believe these are things that Jesus gave to the church. Uh, he didn't assign these as responsibilities to an office. There are other things he assigned as responsibilities to an office of elder or pastor, but not these. Uh, the Great Commission, which is where we get the instruction to baptize, is given to all believers. And so we always tell someone coming for baptism, any other believer at Shades can do your baptism. And that's always just a really cool thing to me when that happens. I'm happy to baptize people. Any of us are. I mean, it's it's an awesome thing to get to do. But it's just such a cool thing to see the church engaged in that. So to see Park uh, baptize Kaylee, that was, yeah, it was, a, it was a special moment for sure. So we're kind of getting into the weeds here. This is more, this sorry, is, no, sorry. No, no, not that I, I'm, what I'm about to say is about to get into the weeds and more inside baseball stuff. So what happened with the click track on this next song after the baptism? Brad? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so for, for those who don't know, Brad, yeah, what, what is a click track? <laughs> well, that's Mark? why I'm saying inside baseball here. Um, so Brad played drums for us on Sunday and we all use these things called in-ear monitors, which are basically just like little earbuds that you put in your ears, and then you're able to uh, create a mix of all the instruments, the band that's on stage in your in-ears so that you can hear each other when you play. And we use this, this thing. Is, this is one of the reasons people may not realize it takes as long to set up as it does. Right. Like you may be thinking, oh, sound is just about the sound coming at me. But it's, exactly. it's not. It involves so many other things. It involves all of us being able to hear one another. And so setting up the in-ear monitor systems was a big, really big part of uh, Sunday morning. So anyways, and we use this device called a click track or a metronome. A metronome is a device that keeps perfect time. And it sounds like that. And so we have that in our ears when, we, pl- when we play songs. And the <laughs> I, drummer, I did not snap in perfect time uh, right then. Right. That was great. That was 121 <laughs> BPMs. No, uh, it was not. Uh, so... Uh, so Brad controls the click track for us, and at that song, I kept like pointing back at you, and so then I started getting angry because it wasn't going, and <laughs> we just started the song without it. So yep. what happened, Brad? Yep, I run the click. <laughs> explain, explain yourself. yourself. <laughs> I run the click on an iPad, and the iPad said, "Hey, it's too hot." <laughs> so it I'm was not going to work. It was in yeah. the sun, huh? Until you take me out of this sun. <laughs> And so I'm, I'm trying to play and then also look around me and be like, all right, is there any shade around here that I can move this into? These are the little things that happen that nobody knows about, little things that are going on during the service. Yeah, exactly. I, I had but act- we made it through. We did. I had actually thought about the It worked the fact, out great. I hadn't thought about the click track, but it did occur to me, not until the service was going, of course, but it did occur to me. I was like, I bet those iPhones that are doing the Instagram and Facebook feed are going to overheat. I guess, I guess they didn't. I don't know if they shaded them somehow. Matt Watson told me that by the end of the service, 
he could not physically touch the sliders on the soundboard because they had gotten so hot. They're like Whoa. these metal, they're not metal, but they're, they had gotten so hot that he couldn't even touch them with his fingers. <laughs> Which, yeah. for so those of you who don't know, we, for, for those who don't <laughs> right. know, we have a digital board, so he could still control it. He, he just had to do it, it from an iPad. Right, right. Um, Technology. Yeah, I, I, uh, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, we should probably put a tent over the soundboard area. Well, we but we have it, in the but past. It would have blocked so many people. It would some people, yeah. Uh, ability to see. And for those of you that don't know, it usually always sounds the best behind the soundboard uh, if you're ever going to an outdoor event that's usually where it sounds that's where you want to stand that's who's mixing yeah and And it's going to sound the best right where he's right where they are yeah so sit near the soundboard little tip there for you absolutely that's a pro tip (laughs) for all these festivals that are coming back soon (laughs) post covid oh oh man but then we uh uh we we took up an offering for the first time uh, in forever Wow, so many things. That's well, we right. just we didn't know any other way to do it. Like, what no. are you just gonna You're like? You're not gonna pass the basket around, you know, right. or, uh, leave money out in the open for right. people to drop drop off on their way out. <laughs> oh, but and then Rena uh, read scripture, which I always love it when Rena reads scripture. But uh, I I didn't know she was gonna come dressed in a sari. Um, Rena's from India, and she came dressed in a traditional sari, uh, Indian yeah. garb, mm-hmm. uh, which was just. Just awesome. I love Rena. She's, and this will be their last Easter. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was great yeah. that she got to read. Yeah. Right. She got, um, for those who don't know, she's graduating from her doctoral program and she's gotten a job uh, in Connecticut. Mm. So, well, speaking of first and last, this was uh, Brennan Shelton's first Easter with Shades. Oh, like wow. being here. Brennan sings in the worship she band. She sings in the worship Sunday. band. She led a few Sunday. songs on Sunday. And she'll be moving from Birmingham this summer. So this was her first and last Easter with us as well. You know, and I, I'm just going to pick this bone with her right here right. on the podcast. Because she's a longtime listener, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> dedicated. She's, uh, she's getting married. Um, that's why she's moving to Colorado, and and her her fiance works remotely, <laughs> so they could live anywhere. Yeah. Why would you want to live in Colorado when What's you can live in Listen, Alabama? What does Denver have that Birmingham doesn't? <laughs> okay, exactly. Yeah. I don't get these youngsters. Yeah. Um, we love you, Brennan. Um, but no, she did a fantastic yeah. job uh, yeah. on Sunday. I mean, the whole band did. Grant Primo played uh, acoustic. Grant, yep. Joseph. He burned the left side of his face, he told me, <laughs> because he also, like you, Jonathan, did not wear sunscreen. Oh. He also went and bought, we had, we said uh, we have water available if anyone wants it. That was Grant. Yeah. He went and bought water for everyone. Uh, like 3,000 cases. <laughs> yeah. And he comes back and he's sweat, sweating and I'm like, dude, what happened? He's like, I just went and got all this water. And I was like, thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we didn't th- we didn't think about that detail, but that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Takes a lawyer Grant sometimes Primo, yeah, to right, right. all the details. <laughs> exactly, he's Gr- like Grant's just like this wasn't out of the goodness of my heart. I just didn't want us to get sued because someone had a heat stroke. I want us to be <laughs> held liable. This is a nightmare from a liability standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, that was that was awesome. Um, but yeah, just to name the rest of the band, uh, Joseph uh, Walnsky. Play guitar, yeah, uh, and he was here with I us wonder, from 4 a.m. Wonder how many Easter's Joseph has had at Shades. How old? Oh, is however he? old he is, is probably, probably, <laughs> probably in the womb. Def- definitely be easier to count the Easter's he has not had at Shades. That's true. Oh man, um, and Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Thompson bass. on bass. Oh, love it, love it. Yeah, um, it was a great band, and we had to, you know, that's another was another tough thing about any Easter service that we do at Shades. 
kind of barring this year and last year, it's always tough because I love to have a huge band. Right. Like two years ago, I think we had like 12 people on stage. We had like saxophone and piano and just multiple vocalists and all that stuff. One year you had like a miniature choir. We had a choir, like we had a choir one year, like we, one year we did two different bands and we had like a, you guys remember that? We did Mm -hmm. like a folk like band with like a 12 string guitar and mandolin. So it's always challenging every year because I want a lot of people to be involved, but with COVID, it's just there hasn't been as many volunteers. And and also with kind of the tech side of things, we kind of had to be fixed to like six people. That right. was kind of the max. Yeah, we're limited. So that was kind of a bummer, but I mean, compared to last year, it was like a huge celebration. You oh, know, yeah. The whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Every abs- detail. You know? Absolutely. And I mean, it sounded, it sounded fantastic. It, yeah. it really, really did. Again, shout out to Matt Watson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so then, uh, I got to preach, um, Woo! which I haven't, uh, have you preached outside a lot? I, like- I, not a lot. I have preached outside, um, but very few times and very few times during the day. Like normally yeah. if you're like speaking outside, it's a, it's an evening kind of thing. Mm, right. Um, but so yeah, so with the dogs barking and the birds chirping cars and the cars driving, driving by. by, like I have one friend, um, he's a pastor out in Texas and we were talking earlier this morning and just about how our services went and he was like, yeah, man, I was a little distracted uh, with just, just, there were lots of kids in service and some were making noise. I was like, man, I didn't even notice the kids. <laughs> oh, it's like, least of my words. I had cars and <laughs> like, I didn't even notice the kids. And, and actually one of the more interesting things um, is uh, the slap back I could hear. Oh yeah. Um because you know we we were pointing straight at uh GM Pizzeria. There's buildings right across the street from us, some commercial buildings. And so you, you could hear the echo yeah, coming yeah, off of that. And so if I was going faster, like I didn't notice it as much, but if I was slowing down at all, like I had to really try hard to ignore the the slap back so it didn't, you know, make me just dumble over my words. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just speak nonsense. But uh, but yeah, so got to preach to kind of conclude our Lenten series on temptation. And I didn't speak specifically mm-hmm. about temptation, uh, like like the temptation in the wilderness, but it's that passage in Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16, that talks about that Jesus has been tempted in every respect like we have, yet without sin. And just really got to talk about what you were talking about with gentle and lowly, just the heart of Christ. Right, yeah. Um, and really what I wanted to... Uh, to center on was kind of what I, I think most of us after the experiences this past year are probably feeling and wrestling with, um, which I, I talked about frustration, uh, mm-hmm. and frustration specifically with our faith, um, or fear if we've gotten past the point of frustration and fear like we've just given up on our faith altogether and there's no hope to return to Jesus at all, yeah. um, and uh, and just really wanted to talk about Christ's heart for those who've sinned who fear they've gone too far and for those who've suffered, for those who are just frustrated in the midst of their suffering and his heart for sinners and sufferers and just call us back to draw near to Christ. And that that's, that is the, what the, what the empty tomb is beckoning us to do. Mm. So yeah, it was just really fun just to get to, to kind of sit in that. Um, it was fun. I opened with an illustration from a, a, a Christmas story. And that's right. We that, almost opened with a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah. Keep the theme, but we mm-hmm. decided not to. That was fun. I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about talk about a Christmas story on Easter. Why one not? of your favorite Christmas movies. So It is. It is, and not one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We learned that. That's a midweek our, deep for, cut. That's a midweek deep cut, yeah. Only um, for fans. But um, 
but then we got to do, man, so here's what's crazy. Yes, we haven't been together in a year, but this is the first time in two years that we got to adorn the cross with flowers. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so that that was just really cool just to get to invite yeah. everybody to do that. Shout out again to our young volunteers, Noah, Connor, and yeah. uh, Kenny. They went and picked up extra flowers That's right. um, from Man. Walmart for anybody who forgot to bring flowers. There um, was a, the line of people to adorn the cross with, flow, with flowers was insane. Yeah. It was really cool for me. Uh, being up front and being able to see everybody because there was, like you guys were saying earlier, there was just people that I just haven't seen uh, in a long time that I actually got to see. <laughs> like, even right. though I didn't get to speak to them, but I was, uh, that that was just really cool. Just the amount of people that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, uh, one of the things... They're that, all just walking by your keyboard and right. slapping high five. Was, uh, <laughs> Uh, fist bumps. Um, one cool thing that happened on that back half worship set, I don't know exactly when it started, but at some point I look over to my right and I see my children and a bunch of other young children all waving flags that they went oh, yeah, and yeah, got yeah. from inside the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were worshiping. They were all worshiping with the flags, and I was like, oh, this is just so good. I've missed mm. that so much. Yeah. That's great. I totally missed that. I'm yeah. glad you brought that yeah, up. That's really awesome. My family was sitting kind of over that way. And so I, I noticed, I think I have a, a small video I can probably share with you. Oh, yeah. That'd be uh, awesome. That, that I took of, of that. Because, yeah, it was just, it was just really cool to to get to see. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. And then. Just gives me the warm, warm and fuzzies. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> and then, I mean, just the entire worship set uh, on that back half was fun. We played Graves. Uh, into gardens, yeah, which was the first time we've played that song. It's yeah. a pretty popular song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Elevation um, worship, and I yeah. pulled some of the language from that song for for how I I talked through the the message, and it really just kind of melded together really well. And I I yeah I loved uh, just getting to belt that out, yeah, with with uh with the body, yeah. yeah. Um, I've I've really been moved by these aspects in our service in which we do things um, corporately as a body. We're all doing something at the same time. So yes. whether it's yes. taking the palms and laying them at the cross, whether it's yes. receiving communion together, whether it's just everyone singing together, whether it's everyone praying at one time, there's something that's so powerful about that. Uh, and I think one of the reasons that it's been so powerful for, for me to experience this past year is because of all the disunity that we've seen in the midst of the church, all of the things that we know that we've argued about, that we've gotten frustrated at others about, uh, whether that's with family or whether that's with in the body at Shades Valley. I mean, that's a reality. We know that that's there. And so to have these moments in worship where with our differences and with our disagreements and with our frustrations, we nonetheless come together, we center ourselves on Jesus Christ we fix we both fix our eyes on him and we come together and worship him when we do that in spite of and in the midst of our differences i feel like it's a statement that says that these differences these arguments um, whatever it is that's going on that's dividing us, it's not going to have the final word. And that because of our commitment to Jesus Christ, because of our love for him, and because of our commitment to one another, we are going to work through it. And, mm-hmm. as, and we believe that as we 
um, do so, which it's not always easy, right? It's not always neat. Um, but as we do, we believe that God is sanctifying us, that he's drawing us closer to him and that he's drawing us closer to one another. You know, one of the things that I think this past year has done for me, I'm really going on a tangent now, but here we go. It's, it's great. A, I digress. Great. That's, <clears throat> that's where life happens. Right? Yeah. I mean, over, over the past year, um, and now I just totally forgot what I was going to say because I, because I made the statement about uh, digressing. Don't, digressing. Don't apologize for digressing. <laughs> Life um, happens. Well, I have something I can oh, say. Oh, oh, oh did gonna, you get it? I, yep, I got it. Um, as uh, this pandemic, as we've talked about it, uh, that it, it's a kind of a test in the sense that God is using this difficult time to refine his people. And so one of the ways that I've seen that at Shades Valley is, you know, we say things at Shades Valley like, um, oh, I just, I love this church because of the people, right? And I love this church because of the relationships. And I don't want to go to a church where there aren't close relationships. And I think one of the things that the Lord has revealed to me is like, okay, you think these are close relationships? Let's see how close these relationships are. Mm. Let's see how deep these relationships are. Do you have relationships where you can disagree with one another? Do you have relationships where you can confront one another in, in honesty and love and humility? Do you have disagreements where, or do you have relationships where you can sit in the midst of disagreements? Do you have um, relationships where you can bear with one another through the difficulty? And I've realized in in my own life, oh, there are um, some things that I'm learning are really hard for me to do in the context of these relationships. And I feel like the Lord um, is doing that work and will continue to do that work. But ha- Easter Sunday, once again, having the totality of the congregation there, once again, was a sign to me that, yes, God's working, he's refining us, and that he uh, is drawing us together as a congregation through the midst of all the craziness through the midst of all the pain all the disagreement sorry so that yeah no so that man, that was in the back of my mind on, on sundays we were you know doing these corporate acts yeah no that's awesome and, well and i had i had two kind of thoughts on that you just talking about us doing these corporate acts uh together centering ourselves on christ uh you know experiencing and expressing that unity as a body um one was uh so we encouraged everybody to bring their own chairs uh, for the service, we didn't we didn't set up a whole bunch of chairs. We set up like I think ten to be, to basically signal this is how close you can sit. Um, yeah. you, you know, so that everybody didn't like start setting up at the back of the parking <laughs> right. lot, and we're like awkward, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but other than that, we didn't really set up any chairs. And I loved the fact people showed up, they brought their chairs, and they naturally set up in a semicircle. Yeah. Like exact like they didn't set up in rows like the way you'd expect them to. They set up the way our sanctuary is normally set it's up. True. They centered themselves around the cross <laughs> cool. and around the table. And 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 just that expression of we're doing this together just naturally as a body unified around the center of our faith, Christ. Yeah, yeah very cool. Um and then the other one was the moment that uh we mentioned earlier when the stall cups led us in prayer and they had us turn around uh from facing the the stage area they had us turn mm-hmm. around and face the neighborhood face homewood uh where many of our people live right um yeah where totally. you live brad and uh, where i did live for many years um and and had us stretch out our hands and pray over homewood it's just kind of the symbolic unity of that right like yeah like versus you know like you were talking about how over the last year we've experienced so much division just a, a physical expression from shades like saying yeah uh, we disagree with each other, even within our own body. We disagree right. with a lot of people out there about a whole host of different things. 
but we're going to stretch ourselves forth and and pray for for this community and and pray that we will be vessels of the love of Christ to this community and mm-hmm. and we don't always live up to that by any means but mm-hmm. but totally. just praying and longing for that those were just two moments where as you were talking about uh that like I was like man that's yeah. those are two moments when I really no totally felt felt those things yeah um, 100% JM was there anything else you wanted to talk about like musically we played uh we played some of the greatest the greatest hits. Easter is yeah. Easter is usually like greatest hits. Christ is risen. So what are those hits? <laughs> That's right. Play some death in his grave. Yeah. Oh, praise the name. What a beautiful name. I mean, yeah. We, you know, just a lot of classics. It's sometimes it's hard to put together an Easter set, Sunday set list, honestly, because when we normally sit down for worship planning, we're go we're, we're we like lay out like twenty different songs yeah, that we it, could do it, that would all work and they would all be great. Yeah, they, it's it's it difficult for what are you going to eliminate? Right, that's yeah. what it turns yeah. into. Yeah, it's what like, okay, we, what can't? What do we not have time for? Okay. Right, you know. Right, and then one of the things I love about the conclusion of the Easter service is that during the seasons of Lent and Advent, we do a different benediction. For those who don't know, we we do the same benediction at Shades every Sunday. It's a benediction that Shades has been doing since before any of us came. It is it is one of the most centrally identifiable shades yeah. things yeah. like people have used in their weddings yeah it's been used at, at funerals, funerals. Been, yeah yeah if um, that's when you know that something it's it's has had its effect on a community i sh- mean honestly right shades likes to talk about how we don't have too many traditions or, or sacred cows or any of those kinds of things yeah. that's one of them i think they would run us out before they let us change that benediction <laughs> it's true right um but and we don't want to we love it it's it's a yeah, fantastic 100%. expression um but we do uh, usually write a benediction every year to go along with our Advent series, to go along with our Lenten series. And so it's one of my favorite moments at the conclusion of the Easter service. We have not been doing our normal benediction for six weeks. Right, yeah. Um, and we haven't even been saying it together as a body, you know, or whatever our special benediction is, we, we just speak it over the body. And so at the conclusion of the Easter service, we say our benediction again for the first time, and we say it together collectively as a body. And that's just always a really, I don't know, it's always a moment that I that I love every year. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we did it, guys. We did it. An outdoor Easter service. <laughs> we made it. Survived. Yeah. And we had a great crew help us break down. A lot of those yeah. who came at 4 a.m. stuck true. around to help us break yeah, down. Yeah, we were able to get everything done and a, ha- by and one. a handful of other people that helped out. Yeah, yep. I mean we so grateful. We tore down so fast because of all that help. We couldn't have done it without everybody. So. There, there were even people who like have been coming to Shades for just a few weeks. Uh, that the the new high school kid that we met, his name's yeah, Brian. Brian, yeah. Yeah, he was helping. He helped me move the keyboard. Yeah, helped me move the keyboard. He was asking what down. he could do. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was awesome. What a what a beautiful day. Well, yeah. I think we should end by saying that all of you that didn't help you should be ashamed <laughs> of yourselves. You should feel terrible. How dare you? Ashamed. Think about your actions. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Now I think we just all need to go take a nap. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, well, we uh we hope that you had an absolutely fantastic Easter whether it was with us or through a live stream or you know, at a, at a, another uh, church, at your home church, wherever it is, because we know we have tons of listeners who who aren't, you know, who don't go to Shades. They just listen in because of the killer content that's here. Tons. Um, so much killer but, content. But we hope that you had a fantastic Easter. Um, Christ is risen. 
He is risen indeed. Hey, if you had any thoughts about Easter Sunday or anything that you'd like to share that was meaningful yeah. or funny or, or pictures or videos, whatever, or? yes, you can always email us at midweek at shadesvalley.org or you can call us at the church and share your experience through voicemail. We have yeah. landlines now. We do. We have fancy you phones. Can, you can send a letter in the mail. Whatever You could do that too. Whatever your inclination yeah, we're actually going to be uh, out of town the rest of the week. We're going on our weekly pastoral uh, staff retreat. Our weekly pastoral well, staff retreat. Well, not weekly. Well, no. We're tired. It, there's a, we're tired. I just need to take a nap. <laughs> our annual pastoral staff Our annual staff. pastoral staff Which retreat. we didn't get to do last year. Which is weekly-ish. Bi-weekly? I don't know. Yeah, it's when we go away uh, for a week and we're working on planning. Uh, for the next, but we we try to project next eighteen months. Once again, we do plan things. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Um, yeah, and and just working on some things that we don't normally get to during just the the kind of the everyday weekly grind. Um, so yeah, we do appreciate your prayers as we leave for that tomorrow. And um, yeah, anything else? I'm trying to think if there's that's anything it. else. Yeah, uh, just emails at midweek at chasevalley.org, like Brad was saying. And as we get, I know a few. There were a few people that took pictures and some videos. So throughout the week, I'll, I'll be posting stuff to our Instagram, and um, you know, you'll get to see some photos and stuff. Um, I've seen a picture that Joseph took uh, from upstairs of the of the parking lot. It was awesome. Um, so we'll be posting some of that stuff to uh, Instagram and yeah. Facebook and all that and- stuff. AJ took some took some pics with his drone. AJ had his drone out. That's right. I think he took like seventy pictures. At, so. at, at what, <laughs> we tried to get a blimp, but the drone was the best we could do. Yeah. Le- the Levi, your blimp was busy. Right. Levi elbows me at one point. And he's like, "Papa, whose drone is that?" <laughs> I think we're under attack. <laughs> but uh, and if you post anything, um, tag us. For sure, we'd love to see your pictures and videos. So, well, thanks again. This has been another episode of Shades Midweek. We will see you next time.